0: follow along with, uh, the words. The course is very easy. I would love to hear y'all sing. Mm-hmm.
1: you to the matter.
0: Father, thank you for letting us come out on this wonderful Sunday and just worship you, God. We thank you for so much in life, and you bless us in so many ways, it's unimaginable. You're so, your grace and mercy is just so overwhelming for all of us, God. Again, we thank you for so much that you do for us, God. There's no one greater or higher than you, God. And we give you all the praise and honor the glory for everything we do, God. Thank you for everything you do for us. Forgive us of all our many sins and let everyone have a great week just being a shining light from you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: That's a neat song. It's real powerful. Matter of fact, many of you know Rob Leonard, and uh, there at uh, Monticello. Been there for 30 years, and his son recorded that song, David Leonard, and kind of got it famous and whatnot. And uh, folks, all that about the poor and powerless and thieves and sinners, and it's all, everybody, no matter your background, no matter if you're on a high right now, if you're on a low, no matter if you're rejoicing or you're struggling, we all meet at the cross, we all meet at the cross. That's where we all come to. It doesn't matter how much money you have, or it doesn't matter how much education you have, and it doesn't matter how old you are, young you are. We all meet at the cross. That's where it's all, that's where the ground is level. That's where we all come and realize that we are helpless if we want to live forever. <clears throat> we are helpless if we want to go to heaven there's no way we can be complete. There's no way we can have a home in heaven without Jesus, without His payment, without His blood. Many people want to do away with the cross and take out the cross. And we live in a world where the cross is, is minimized. We live in a world where the blood of Jesus is trivialized and marginalized it's put aside we don't like to talk about it that's too bloody that's too uh that's offensive to talk about that we are sinners let's just love everybody and god is love but he's also holy he's also just he's also a, a righteous god and we are unrighteous we, our righteousness, the Bible says, and we go before God and say, look at all this that I've done. Look at how good I am. And the Bible says our righteousness before Him is as filthy rags. That doesn't mean, but the thing is, is, it's, it's kind of like trying to, uh, tell an ant. And an ant says, look how strong I am. And you go, Uh, Not too strong. And that's, I mean, that's not really even a fair comparison between us and God. We can't compare our good works to Him and what He requires. We mess up one time and it doesn't make us a sinner. It just shows us that we are sinners. You don't become a sinner. We're born that way. We're born with sin In our nature. That's why we need the cross. Turn, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And looking at God's holy word this morning. Just a couple of verses. This awesome, powerful scripture. Verse 17. The Bible says this. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But uh, unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. It's what it's all about. And uh, that's the word we've been on talking about, uh, words to live by. And uh, I've got just a few more. And we'll be headed till... And we'll keep this theme for one more Sunday. The next Sunday will be our last one. And then we'll have the, our famous uh, camo Sunday. Uh, so wear a camo scarf if you're a lady in a camo dress or whatever you want to wear camo. And somebody may have a camo earrings or and uh, camo shoes, whatever you got. Just uh, bring it on. It's uh, not required, just encouraged. And uh, so let's take a look at this. To the world, the preaching of the cross is foolish. But to the believer, it's our focus. And so let's look at this verse as we go to the next one. What are we thinking about when we think about the cross and it being foolish or our focus? In Luke chapter 9... The Word of God says this in verse 23. There we go. <clears throat> and He said to them all, If any man will come after Me, let him deny himself, take up and take up his cross daily, and follow Me. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there are some parents in here who have some kids that struggle Uh, There's these words and these definitions that have come out uh, nowadays, and I didn't know what they were. We didn't have these words or abbreviations whenever I was growing up. But there's things like ADD, ADHD, and all of these other things that that used to be, and, and we've got medicine now. And, of course, the only medicine I had was a belt. That was the only medicine I had. As a belt, and of course, ADD attention deficit disorder, ADHD attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, if I got that right, I think I do, but any, anyway, I really didn 't have the hyper part, uh, besides my mouth, that you know talking which God just says, "Hey, i 'll take his mouth and da-da-da, i 'll use it for preaching the word if i didn't know that at the time, but uh, I and still and, and i 've given this disease to my son. And so, you know, we even had teachers before tell us, I said, have you considered putting your son on medication? <laughs> and uh, just because Caleb says uh, he just has trouble, he got it honest. I mean, I, I'm i his fault. I mean, the same, he got that from me. He got his ability to pass out from me. You know, you go at him with a needle and alcohol, and you know, Whoo, and the lights go out and all those things. And the other day we had to get update our shot records and. And uh, Miss Nan had the privilege, and he said, uh, Miss Nan, is this floor comfortable? Because I want to lay in it. <laughs> and uh, so he, he did. He laid down. He, he got that for me. But focus, focus. And like the karate kid, focus, Daniel, son, focus. And uh, so, you know, to the world, I mean, this world is, is everywhere. This world, there's so much stuff going on today competing for our kids' minds and competing for our attention. But to us, this is not foolishness. The, the, the cross is not a, it's not just something that's on that wall. It's not something that decorates the outside of our church. There's one out there, if you've not noticed, on the, on the other side of that wall. Matter of fact, there's, the cross is not, to us, it's a decoration. To us, it's a, it's a something that hangs on the wall. You make it pretty, but in Jesus's day, it was death. In Jesus's day, it was bloody. In Jesus's day, it was execution, torture, electric chair. Can you fathom that electric chair? I mean, I've. Um... Some people have talked about uh bringing back the gallows and bringing back the uh you know public hangings and what have you and public execution where people would go out and then see that and say well, we shouldn't commit a crime that in jesus' day that was public hanging it was death, but it's our focus because it brings us life and so That to the next point, to the world, they think of death. To the believer, life. Turn, if you will, to Galatians chapter 6. And just, I want to ask the question, what does it mean to glory in the cross? In Galatians chapter 6, verse 12, the Word of God says this. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you. To be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. And then it's just talking about, and what it's talking about is whether or not to keep the law, a set of rules. Verse 13, for neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. Which means this, let's just make this real. How do I take this uh, 2,000 year old uh, custom and make it us today, and then it says in verse fourteen, "But God forbid that I should glory, save that's Old English for except, in the cross of our Lord Jesus, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world." When when Paul was talking about keeping this circumcision and all this, and and basically that they should glory in your flesh. In other words, um, what Paul was saying is, hey. There, there are churches and there are people who want to say, you know what, man? Look at I've done all of this. I've I've kept these rules. Look at me. I'm holier than you because my haircut, my I wear a dress to church, or I wear uh I I, I do this at church, or I don't do this at church. or I I. I my, our church does this. Or our church does that. The only thing we shouldn't glory in our hair, our uh, the, the type of clothes we wear, or the uh, list of rules that we keep. What does it say in that last verse? What does it say in verse fourteen? We everything about our church. Look at our church, man. We have a great a program. We have uh, people that, that and we're talented, and that people that sing. And by the way, man, Miss Barbara, I. Love love that medley that choir never coming out and i was telling them what a good job they did on that side i miss those over there but you know the choir did awesome they were singing man it was just great and we do we've got a great talented choir but folks everything about our church It all should go back to the cross. It all should be about Him. It should be everything about our young people, me and Trey and our families. If we're not pointing people to Jesus, then we're messed up. We've got it backwards. We've got the cart ahead of the horse. You see what I mean? All of that basically to make those three verses real to me and you is this. Let's It's nothing wrong with bragging on the choir and bragging on our teachers and bragging on the preachers. And thank you, I I feel appreciated. And I'm thankful for that. But thank the Lord we have a Savior we can brag on and a Savior we can point to. But It says, let us not glory except in what? Except in the cross. You see what I mean? There's nothing wrong with encouragement and there's nothing wrong with a pat on the back. And I thank you for appreciation. And I thank the Lord that we have a Savior that we can appreciate. And a home in heaven that we can appreciate in eternal life. And there's nobody in this room that paid a penny for it or worked one ounce for it. Did you, That's pretty cool, isn't it? Everybody got it for the same price. Everybody got heaven in here. If you have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you got it the same way I did. By trusting in Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's, that's pretty cool when you take that, uh, that situation there and you make it real to you. They were just talking about keeping a set of rules and look at what we've done. And Paul said, no, 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 no. Let's not glory. Save or accept in the cross that's what man, that's awesome that's what it's all about so it's not about death it's about life to the world it's a burden and to the believer it's a blessing and john 19 and verse 17 uh this burden that i want to look at and then we'll Let's slide back a little ways to this other scripture. These are two pretty cool scriptures. In John nineteen seventeen, John, writing about the crucifixion, he said this. He said, uh, talking about Jesus, And He, bearing His cross, went forth unto the place called the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. Now, you and I both know the story. Jesus toted... This cross, this beam, now some say it was just half, half, it doesn't matter whether it was half the cross or actually the other half and da da da. But then we know the other part of the story and we get it, you know, you look at all the gospels and what they say in Luke 23 and verse 26, we know what happened. And it says here, and as they led him away, they laid hold, they grabbed somebody out of the crowd. They're a fella. And they, one man, a, a man, Simon of Serenian, of coming out of the country on him, they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And I ask you this question, in that old Heavenly Highway hymn book song, must Jesus bear the cross alone? I love that, must Jesus bear the cross alone? And all the world go free. No, there's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. One of my all time. I think it's 221 if my memory serves me right. But don't look it up. Just you can look it up later. And But think about uh, we had uh, how many uh, teenagers. Were there any young people in here that was at our teen camp two years ago when bruce betts preached anybody lift up your hands a few several okay and you remember what he did he told he preached this and he was toting a cross around the room and he kept saying it over and over must jesus bear the cross alone and he was toting it around the room and he toted this big old and it was you know an 80 pound cross and he's toting it must jesus bear the cross alone and he kept repeating it and then all of a sudden he was surrounded by 150 teenagers as many as could fit around it and everybody put a hand out and shared the cross we all have a cross and they walked around the room and they preached and he preached while the teenagers bore the cross and lifted up the cross and jesus you say well jesus already died on the cross why do we have to die because there's two reasons we have to bear a cross number one you bear a cross to identify with your savior and you bear a cross meaning that I'm with Him. I'm going to live for Him. If I suffer in the cross, members represents suffering and death. Then when you say, when you pick up your cross, you know what that means? Paul preached it. He, it means this. If you pick up a cross and say, Jesus, I'm with you. It means this. It's not about me anymore. It's about you. Because the Bible teaches this and teaches this and teaches this. When you pick up your cross, notice what He said. Pick up your cross. That means I'm with you, Lord. And it means this, that you die to yourself. You die to yourself. It's no longer about me. My life is not about me. My life is about Jesus. And that's what it's about. And so, I hope and pray that that's what you're doing today. Back... In our text, it says this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, the Word of God says this. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, which means fancy words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect, when does the cross lose its effect? And has it already lost its effect? Now, I realize that you know we we started this service about fifty five minutes ago, and I can lose my effect as a preacher and as a teacher. I have to work at keeping your attention because some of you have a d d. I have to work at keeping your attention because some of you are tired. You didn't get in bed till whenever. I have to work at keeping some of your attention because when y'all get still, you just get sleepy. And finally, I have to work at keeping your attention because we're all still in this. This this is it. We're in the flesh. I may lose my effect as a speaker whether it be my uh, illustrations or the way I'm putting something. What about the cross? When does it lose its effect in your life? When does the cross lose its effect? I'll tell you, it loses its effect when it does not change us. When it doesn't change us, it means this. If you get saved and you don't change anything in your life, The cross has lost its effect. And it doesn't, I'm not talking about either two things have happened. And I can explain that real easy and harmonize it all day long with the Bible. There's only two things that cause that. Number one, you're not saved. Or number two, you're backslidden. (laughs) That's it. There's no other, there's not an in-between, there's not a purgatory, there ain't a gray area on that. There's not any gray area on what I just said. If the cross does not change your life, you're not saved or you're backslidden. And when so, so that's it. There's no, there's not a, there's not a third option. Okay? And, uh, this, this, uh, just, uh, there's, it's not in the Bible. And also, it loses its effect when it does not condemn us. When you try to, and the world is great at it, we're, we're just, we're rationalizing sin. We're, we're making sin okay. We're making sin acceptable. We're making sin, uh, fun. And so we don't, it, the cross is, it condemns sin right. In, I mean, Jesus said, love everybody. Yes. But he also said to the woman, go and sin no more. And so it says that also when it does not cleanse us. In Matthew 27, here the other day, and Brother Allen and I were talking, and he shared this story with others. Man, what a fantastic ministry. i uh see you at the pole. The guys get together. We cook sausage biscuits and take them some milk and juice. And it's a simple thing, but it's a big thing. And... Uh, observation was made that there was in the front of the high school anyway, that's where we were standing in front of the high school. There was, you know, 80 to 90 teenagers and they have to do their thing around there and they're doing their thing around the flag pole. We're standing off to the side because it's supposed to be student led, but there were people being dropped by and they, and they went on, they would look and it was just like this. They'd look and then they would go on in the high school but there's a lot of people, did you know, passing churches all over the United States right now. And they're looking. And they're passing. And they're passing by. And did you know throughout the week there's people looking at your life. And they're passing by your life. And they're looking. I'm wondering what do they see. Do they see somebody who loves Jesus? Are they passing by? In Matthew 27, in verse 39, the Bible says this. There were people, the crosses were up there. And it says, and they passed by, they that passed by reviled him, wagging their head. That's going like this, man. am just sorry. I heard about that guy. Look at him. He can't do anything now. Look at him now. I just feel sorry for that guy. They pass by then shaming him, mocking him, jeering him, calling him names. It says that they and folks people are passing us by. What do they see when they pass us by? well, in the book of Philippians says this, and we pray that you know there 's people out there like this. Uh, we see it happening down there at Houston, we see it happening in other places where people are making fun of uh, churches and preachers for preaching that sin is sin and they're condemning them, condemning them for what they believe in the book of Philippians chapter three and verse 18, the Bible says there's such thing as enemies of the cross. Philippians three eighteen, it says this for many walk of whom live, walk daily live. That's what it means of whom I've told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross, it just means they, they reject it, and they reject anybody who accepts it. Well, then, lastly, I'm going to wind it all up with this this last scripture. Matter of fact, did you know? And uh, you can look it up, but this is the very last time the word cross is used in the entire Bible. Hebrews twelve two. This is the very last time the word cross is used in the entire Bible. Looking unto Jesus, the author. And the word finisher means completer. Somebody who completes. I'm I'm completing it. I'll, I'll finish it. He is the author. He gives us faith. And He will complete your faith. Who for the joy... That was set before Him. It doesn't say that the cross was enjoyable. It just said on the other side would be. Endured the cross. Despising the shame. And now He's taken a seat. He sat down. You know why He sat down? His job's done. His job done. When He said it's finished... It's finished. Folks, we're no better than Jesus. Is the cross your focus. Is what it's all about in your life is the cross. And you and I can get, uh, you can get distracted. remember ADD? Man, there's so much going on, and we forget the cross. It's hey, listen. It's very easy to forget the cross, and it doesn't mean you don't love Jesus or the cross. It just means you're distracted. Your eyes are on something else. That's all it means. That's that's it. I'm not. Don't kick yourself if you get your eyes off Jesus. The Apostle Peter did, and remember, he went. He started thinking. A lot of people have taken their eyes off Jesus. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It just means our right, we've been. Let's put them back on the cross as we prepare for Him hymn of invitation. Let's pray, Father. I ask you to this morning to work. I ask your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, dear Lord. That that it be all about you. It's easy to get focused on. A lot of things that are happening, but for just a few minutes this morning, may we remember that the cross is our life, is our hope, it's what we point to, it's where we met you, it's our strength, it's the focus of our life, it's our message And the preaching of the cross is our message this morning. May we not pass it by. But may we stop and point to the Savior of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.